Hello and welcome to this audio recording for the weekly research roundup, a research published between the 7th and the 13th of February 2023. I'm Katrina Pez, the research correspondent for the ME Association. It's been another extremely busy week for research with eight new ME-CFS studies and 19 new long COVID studies. We have highlighted one of the ME-CFS studies in detail below. Paper 7 looks into the effect of exercise and maximal exertion on the composition of urine, specifically metabolomes present. Metabolomics is the study of metabolites present within the bud. These are substances which are needed or produced for metabolism. This study used 10 MECFS patients and 8 sedentary recrolls. A urine sample was collected at baseline and 24 hours post-exercise in the aim to see the effect of maximal cardiopulmonary exercise test, CPET, on urine metabolomes present. In the study, a significant amount of metabolites were analysed compared to any previous study conducted, with 1,403 in the present study representing an approximate 30-fold increase. The metabolites included amino acids, carbohydrates, lipids, nucleotides, cofactors and vitamins. The novel finding from this research was the lack of significant changes in the metabolome that occurred following exercise in MECFS patients compared to the controls. This demonstrates the lack of adaption to severe stress exercise in MECFS. The findings of this research are very comprehensive. Details are given of changes in specific metabolites. For example, changes were seen in lipids, such as sterols, and amino acid subpathways, such as cysteine, leucine, isoleucine, urea cycle, arginine, and proline. In summary, other key findings from this research showed large-scale changes were found in the urine metabolome for the controls, with 255 compounds being significantly altered following exercise. Of these 255, 250 increased concentration after exercise. 110 of these compounds had a significant interaction between disease status, this is with or without ME, such as the controls, and time, baseline or post-exercise. No significant changes were found in any compound in ME-CFS following exercise. Pathway analysis was also used to discover what these metabolites were being used for, showing significant alterations in the pathways in controls and not in MECFS. Dominantly lower metabolite concentrations were found in MECFS. The metabolites that changed differently during the recovery in controls versus MECFS were seen to be predominantly amino acids and lipids. This study also compared results to the previous research conducted by this research group which used plasma, showing a correlation between the metabolites present in urine and plasma, which gives further evidence of metabolic dysregulation following exercise. Unfortunately, as with many studies in this area, this study was small. The authors say that this was a pilot study which aimed much more interesting results than expected, so there is hope that this will be followed up. These results demonstrate a key component to MECFS, which is post-exertional malaise, but also could be linked to exercise intolerance that many experience. This study was also limited by not controlling diet, which has significant effect on urine metabolites produced, as well as only collecting urine at two time points. Therefore, MECFS patients may exhibit a delay in the excretion of metabolites, just like their delayed recovery. 
Furthermore, a female-only population was used, which has advantages and disadvantages due to the high prevalence in the female sex, as well as reported differences at the molecular level in other studies. But this is also a drawback as we don't know how the results would vary in males. This is the third study we have seen of late showing that ME-CFS patients have a different response to exercise which affects their recovery. We have previously covered the other research in our roundups, such as those studies by German et al. 2022 and Van Buven et al. 2013. This week, you may also be interested in reading paper 8, which is on severe ME, and the study demonstrates the importance of listening to patients. ME Association has leaflets on severe ME for adults and in children. In the long COVID reference section, you may also be interested in reading paper 2, which shows T-cell dysregulation, and this may be another mechanism which contributes to long COVID. There is a news article available which breaks down this study. Thank you for listening to this audio recording of the weekly research roundup. I shall be back next week with the next instalment.